1: Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. Today, I am lucky enough to be able to interview Jory Reed. Jory has a very interesting motherhood story. It involves a lot of different aspects of adoption, and I am really excited to dive in and um, let you hear her story. She's full of faith and has so much to offer. So Jory, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Darla. I'm really excited. This is my first one, so I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Well,
1: I'm excited as well. So just to start off, Jory, just tell us a little bit about your family. You know, what do you guys like to do for fun? What makes your family unique?
0: Well, I have four kiddos. Our family, we, my husband and I, we've been married almost nine years this year. We got pregnant shortly after we were married. And so it was a huge surprise. And not only getting pregnant shortly after being married, but we found out we were pregnant with twins. And (laughs) uh, twins, um, they don't run in my family. um, They don't run in his. I was completely shocked. It has been a roller coaster since then. And then they were so much fun. We decided to add three more. Sorry, not three more. (laughs) Uh, Two more kiddos after that.
1: Oh, that's fun. So double the blessings having twins. Oh,
0: (laughs) in the very beginning. Yes. So they were fun. And then we were like, all right, well, let's have another. And we so we had our son and we're like, Oh my gosh, one is so much easier than two. Okay, <laughs> let's have another. And so I'm sure there's some twin of-
1: moms out there go just nodding their heads agreeing with you. Right. I don't have twins. So I don't know. But I'm oh, sure
0: nursing two compared to nursing one, changing one diaper over two, it's just it's just a lot easier. I come from a very sports minded sport, I could say obsessed family. Uh, my maiden name is victory. So we are very much sports people so and my husband loves to be outside too so we love to go to the beach I'm I'm from Delaware so um, we have a lot of nature around us, the beach, we love to go to the park, we watch a lot of um, my niece's nephew's sporting events. So we get outside a lot, and we really enjoy movies and watching TV shows, and of course, Netflix together. So we do a lot of those things together. That's
1: great. It sounds like you're a really active family. We are. Yes. Okay, so let's, let's dive in and talk about your motherhood story. Because I said at the beginning, your story is all kind of wrapped up in adoption. There's a lot of aspects of adoption that you are familiar with from your life. First of all, you yourself were adopted. So I would love to to just know, how did adoption bless you? What did you know about your birth mother and her and her circumstances when you were growing up? You know, maybe tell us a little bit about the family that you were adopted into.
0: I am a product of adoption. I was born to a wonderful woman who at the time, you know, she had graduated high school and was getting ready to go to nursing school Um, when she found out she was pregnant with me. And so she did what she thought was best and she decided to place me for adoption. She had me early due to preeclampsia and so I was born three months early. I was born at 26 oh, wow. weeks and I was one pound, three ounces. I was so tiny. I only have one picture of me as a baby and the nurse is holding me in her hand and I was probably like the size of her hand.
1: Oh my goodness, wow. 26 weeks. You're like a
0: miracle right there from the very <laughs> beginning. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, I was little. I was so little. And um, I went into foster care for just a short time and my parents adopted me when I was six months old. My adoption story was always about part of my, was always a part of my story. My parents.
1: You always knew that you were adopted. I always
0: knew. I always knew. Um, But if I were to show you a picture of my family and my other three siblings, you would never guess I was adopted. My birth mother is white and my dad, my birth father is black. And then my adopted parents are just the same. Okay. um, So all multiracial there. And then they actually all four of them have the same occupations. So my birth mother is a nurse And my adopted mom was a nurse and my birth dad was a girl's high school basketball coach in Delaware. And my adopted dad is a girl's high school basketball coach in Delaware. That is amazing.
1: Okay. So no wonder (laughs) sports is such a big part of your
0: life, right? It's it's, like totally ingrained in you. You didn't have a chance
1: not to be loving sports.
0: (laughs) No, but I am the shortest thing in my family. So basketball really wasn't the thing I took to. I was good at it. But my sport was definitely soccer. Just growing up, I I was so involved in my family, and they were so loving. They've never treated me anything less than the part of the family. And, you know, I was sealed to them, and I I really had a great childhood growing up. Um, but due to me being adopted in the 80s, I had a closed adoption. So I never knew outside of what my parents were able to tell me about my birth mother and my you know, any of my biological family.
1: So you just had a very few details when you were growing up about her. Yeah. But it sounds like you had a great childhood. You, you had I loving, did. loving family. And so adoption was a great thing for you.
0: It was, I was, I was the youngest. My mom had three children before me and got her tubes tied and then adopted me 10 years later. Oh, so wow. I kind of grew up the only child. I, I hate to say it, but I was spoiled. <laughs> um, I was, I was so loved by you know, by my family.
1: Oh, that's, that is such, that's so great. So let's talk about the next part of your story. So at your age 20, and you found yourself with an unplanned pregnancy, and then you ultimately placed that baby for adoption. So will you tell us about that? What was your life like at that time? How did you come to that decision? How'd that all play out?
0: Well, I, so I went to college close to home, I decided to go to Delaware State University. And I was playing soccer there um, at a division one school and I thought I was so happy and I was living that college life. You know, I grew up in a very Christian household and really strong LDS beliefs. I went to college and I kind of, you know, at first I kind of lost my way and I just, I thought I was really happy doing those things I wanted to do. And I would go to church on Sunday and I would, you know, party on the weekend. And it's really funny. My, my dad told me, just the month before I got pregnant, he was like, look, he was like, you need to change your life around or, you know, you're going to have some consequences and they're going to catch up to you. And I kind of just, you know, brushed it by the wayside. And that, that very next month I found out I was pregnant and I was absolutely devastated. I couldn't believe it. I, you know, at that age, you, sometimes you kind of feel like you're invincible, right? And my whole world came crashing down. I was so, so scared to tell my family. I was scared at how they would react. I'm, I'm almost kind of upset with myself that I thought that about them. They reacted absolutely opposite of what I thought was going to happen. You know, they were disappointed, which you hate for parents to be at you. Yes. But my, my sweet mother, she told me, you know, whatever you want to do, we'll do it. As far as, you know, whether I wanted to be a single parent or whether or not I wanted to place the baby for adoption. And it was just after that, everything just happened so quickly. Friends of ours from my from from here in Delaware live out west and they had just prayed about adding a baby to their family through adoption because they were unable to have children of their own. And they found out I was pregnant and considering adoption, which I was not at that time. I had no I had no idea what I was gonna do. Yeah. And he called me and he was like, We, you know, we would be honored to raise your baby, um, you know, as our own and, you know, it would be just like family. So I actually never I never had to do what most most birth mothers had to do. I never had to look at fifty or a hundred adoption profiles because I knew what a great family they would be going to. So how did my
1: baby how did you know? that adoption would with, especially with this particular family, how did you know that was the right thing to do?
0: Well, so at at first I didn't, I just, oh, I was just, I was really conflicted. My, um, my, my siblings all kind of, they understood that I was in college and that I, you know, I couldn't take care of myself and that I just wasn't ready to be a mom at that time. And her father wasn't ready to be a father. And so we both kind of agreed on adoption and Um, I I planned on with this family, but everything after that pointed me towards adoption and everything I read, everything I saw was pointing me to adoption. And I know that was not by chance at all. Heavenly Father's hand was completely in it the whole time. And in June, I had an ultrasound of 2008. I had an ultrasound and I found out she was a girl. That was the only time I really considered parenting. Yes. I thought about my own birth mom and I thought about just being a mom and to a daughter, you know, everyone, most women think about being a mom when they're little and that's all I wanted to do. I kind of had second thoughts and then I met, I met with her dad one Sunday after church and he told me his other children's adoption stories. To this day, that is probably the most spiritual experience I ever had in my life. The spirit spoke so strongly to me that that was the family that she was supposed to be with, that that was her family. And that I was just the way for her to get to earth. And from then on, it was all it was the plan. So I would email her mom back and forth through the rest of my pregnancy. And she'd ask me about my doctor's appointments and how I was doing because they lived out west and I lived on the opposite side. And it was just, it was a really special bond that we had even just an email with, with them.
1: So, so the day comes that you're ready to deliver this little girl, oh. um, were was the adoptive family there? What was that? How was that? What was that process? Process isn't the right word. You know, how did, how did that happen? How did you hand the baby over? How did you feel?
0: So I, um, my, my, adoptive mom, my mom, it was, she was retired now, but she was a labor and delivery nurse. Oh, wow. And so I was in like the greatest hands. And she had told me the week before everything that I was going to experience like step by step. And I, um, I wasn't nervous, I was kind of excited. And another great thing that happened a couple weeks before was they flew into town, they brought their other two older children with them, so they could be there for Mm -hmm. the delivery, because this was my plan. And I knew that she had never been able to carry children, and to experience giving birth ever. It, I really wanted to make it about her. And the awesome women at my church and in my ward threw her and I a baby shower.
1: So you're there together, physically
0: together? We were there and oh, wow. um, I did not expect anything. And so many awesome women um, just gave me cards and someone gave me a gift certificate for a massage after, you know, after I delivered and they just wrapped their arms around me and supported me and loved me. And there was no judgment. That was huge. That was huge for me at 20 years old, having an unplanned pregnancy and feeling myself so much shame and so much guilt. But everyone around me was just loving and supportive. That, That was huge for me. And I know that not everyone has that. And, and for me, yeah. that was huge. And so I text, um, they were staying with some family and I had text them. And I said, guys, I think it's time. Um, my contractions were getting closer together. And um, I remember it like it was yesterday. He was like, we're on our way over. Him and his wife came over to my parents' house and we decided to go for a walk. I I mean, they were grinning like they had just bought like a shiny new sports car, you know, yeah. just... So excited. It was really a picture perfect delivery. I got to have my mom there and my sister-in-law who is one of my very dearest best friends and uh, my niece actually who was only 10 years younger than me and trying to explain these emotions to her and but she it's funny she's just she's very mature you know for her age Mm -hmm. and so they got to be there and you know when the time came and I told Matt that I wanted him To cut her cord. This adopted dad. Her birth dad was not there for the delivery. And I told him I wanted him to cut the cord. And the minute she was born, it was just, it was very emotional. They started to hand her to me. And I said, no, I had the nurses hand her over to her mother and to her dad. Because in all, honestly, I just not that i never felt like she was mine we had such a we had such a connection while she was growing inside me but i knew that her life was meant to be with this family and that we would always eternally be connected you know which mean it didn't mean i i loved her any less or i don't i still ache for her to be with me and you know to see my children for her to grow up but i just knew that that's where she belonged and i wanted them To be able to start that bonding process as soon as possible.
1: I think, I think that's amazing. I think you were, you were so mature and so selfless (laughs) that, you know, you, you're going through the, this is the hardest thing probably that you ever had to go through and you were thinking of others. And I think that speaks a lot to your upbringing, to that support system that you mentioned that you have, that you had all around you, but very selfless thing that you did to, um, you know, give them that experience, uh, give them a, a mother that was never going to have the birth experience to give her that experience and the, you know, the father cutting the cord. And I mean, all of that, I, I think that's amazing. Where Where did you find the strength to be able
0: to do that? Gosh, I still, to this day, I, I don't know. I just... I know that that whole experience with getting pregnant and with placing my daughter for adoption was when I really, you know, I found Christ, but he found me also. Mm-hmm. And I really gained this relationship with him. I just came to realize how much I was loved and how much I loved my daughter and how much even more so Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ loved me in this whole process and that, you know, she was not a mistake. She, you know, my actions were the mistake, things I, you know, that I had been brought up and that I know that things I shouldn't have done, but she was, you know, totally not a mistake. Just that coming to realize that and coming to realize his hand In all of this, um, you know, it it wasn't it wasn't picture perfect. There was so many things going on in the background with her birth father and with with this placement that I was trying to do that Satan totally tried to come in and attack because that's what he does attack families, you know, at their core. Right. And I just I downright refused to let that happen by any means necessary. It was just it was a growing up. It, It was my growing up experience. Yeah.
1: Well, it, it's a beautiful story of the atonement that Christ can take anything and make it into something beautiful.
0: He has; he has totally turned my mess into a message. It illustrates that
1: beautifully. And whenever you're trying to do something good, the adversary is going to come in and he's going to try to destroy that. You relied on Christ, and that, and you know that's how that's a me- that message to all of us that we can get through anything if we rely on Him. I I love that your story is beautiful and you're such a great example of that. So, so you gave your baby to her new family. This is her family and you, and it sounds like you knew that was her family from the very beginning. How did that make you feel about your own birth mother? Did you, did you have thoughts of her when you were going through all of this?
0: So I always had, so as an adoptee, you always, you always have questions. You always just wonder, you know, where did I come from? You know, Mm -hmm. what? is my biological family? Like, do I look like them? Do I have any of their personality traits? And those were questions that I was never able to have answers to. There was times when I was a teenager that I was a little upset, you know, I can mm-hmm. be totally honest. And I didn't have the greatest thoughts about my birth mom, you know, of why, why didn't she want me? And having that close adoption, I didn't have those answers. But placing my daughter for adoption I know with a certainty that is not what adoption is about. Adoption is about love. Birth mothers place their babies because they love them, because they are doing what they think is best for them at that time. And it is the hardest thing that you could possibly go through. I I put my own wants and needs behind this little baby, and I just thought about, you know what? That's actually what my birth mom did for me.
1: Yeah, definitely. I love I love that adoption is about love. So so what would you say to someone who's in the sh- in the situation that you were in, um, maybe with an unplanned pregnancy or maybe has a family member in that situation. You know what what advice would you give to them to help them find in their heart that love to be able to do what you did?
0: Well, I have I have learned over the years even though I am I am a big, you know, adoption advocate. I have learned over the years though, adoption's not for everyone. Right. But it can be such a beautiful thing if it's you know, healthy. But I, I support education. You know, if you're in my shoes, if you if you've had a or going through an unplanned pregnancy, educate yourself. That is knowledge is power. Right. And educate yourself on all aspects of adoption. The different the different openness, you know, what you would want. But if there's resources that you are able to parent Um, the resources in your area, like I said, I just, I know, I know now that, you know, adoption isn't for everyone. And, um, but just, just educate yourself, know that there are so many, so many aspects to it, that there is a grieving process, that there is hurt, that there can, um, there is pain, there is grief, but there is, can also be healing and there can also be peace with it. And it can be, it can be beautiful, um, my one thing that I wanted for her was an open adoption. So that was really big to me because I didn't have that.
1: Right. I, that's what I was going to ask you. So you had a closed adoption. You you were you know you said when you were a teenager you had all these questions that you didn't know. So how have you seen it? How have you seen adoption bless your life? Because you've been able to be a part of that. How mu- how much a part of her life are you? Um, you know how have you seen her be blessed by your choice?
0: I have seen her be blessed by my choice you know, since day one, um, you know, they were able to provide her with things that I could not at that time. Mm-hmm. And since then, but um, she calls me Aunt Jory and her two older siblings. Also, I have a special relationship with because I'm the only birth mom that they have in their life. And so um, I would have visits with them and their family. And they come out because they have family here and visit. It's just, it's very special. And it's very special to see her interact with my children. That
1: was going to be my next question. <laughs> oh, my God. How, how is that relationship?
0: It's, it's very interesting. It's, it's very interesting as you know, I'm very open with my children and my older girls, you know, you know, I, I normally tell people I have I have four children, and if we get talking, then I tell them, you know, but I placed a child for adoption when I was younger. So my two older girls, they will, yeah, you, you know, there's us four, but then you have Tally too, because she grew in your tummy, but she lives with Uncle Matt and Aunt Rose, Mm -hmm. and she's sealed to them. So it's, the dynamics are very interesting, and I visited them one time, and she, I was babysitting her, and she accidentally called me mom, and we both were kind of like, uh, you know, and she was like, well, you used to be my mom, right? And I, I was not prepared for that because I, you know, I never experienced that before. And I kind of explained to her the best I could being on the spot was, you know, yeah, you know, you grew in my belly and I gave birth to you, but you know, you were sealed to your mom and dad. And it's wonderful that I still get to be a part of your life and that we get to have this relationship together. And She's like, yeah, you're right. It is. And I got to go and eat lunch with her at school. And she would introduce me to her friends as her birth mom. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, she'd hold my hand. We'd walk on the playground and she would tell her friends, this is my birth mom, Jory. And they're like, you know, what's a birth mom? (laughs) And so just, just all these different aspects that, you know, I didn't get to have growing up and I love that I'm a part of her life and we get to Skype and I got to be there when she was baptized, and just for the big important things, and I get text messages and pictures and updates about the small things, the things that I didn't get. Yes. And it just it just means the world. It sounds like for her, this open adoption
1: is is a great thing, because she has she has her parents, obviously, who are there raising her, but she has another person in her life, you.
0: And that's, and that's what I feel like about open adoption. Yeah. Um, if it can be healthy for both sides, you know, why not? Right. Because you just have—that's more people to love your child. Right. That's more extended family. That's family history. That's genetics. Right. And I just—if it—if it's healthy, you know, I am—I am all about it.
1: That's great. Well, let's let's go back and talk about your birth mother again because I know that you were able to reconnect with your birth mother. So what can you tell me about that experience about, about meeting her?
0: Oh gosh, it was, it was seriously just a miracle because coming from a close adoption, I didn't have much to go on, but Mm -hmm. after I placed my daughter, I just, I really had this aching more so to find her. I just feel like ever since I placed my daughter, I've been blessed ever since. And that, that was like the one, the first big blessing I had since placing her. I was Uh, She was only six months old. So, six months after I placed her, I found my birth mom. I had some adoption papers that my parents have always kept in my baby book. And I was looking through them one night. I was the only one home in my parents' house. And I came across this name that I had never seen before. It kind of took me back, you know, these papers I had all my life. And so I, you know, I did a Google search. (laughs) A list of names popped up. And phone numbers, um, a white pages search, I decided to call them. The very first number I called, it was like the last ring before the answer machine picked up and this utterly gentleman answered the phone and I said, you know, hi, you know, could you be related to a Deborah Sexton? And he was like, well, yeah, you know, that's my, that's my daughter's maiden name. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, you know, what can I do for you? And then I'm like, uh... I didn't really plan this out. I didn't think about what I was going to say. Yeah. I was like, well, um, I was like, here goes nothing. I think she could be my birth mom. And he was like, uh, oh, um, well, um, she did place a baby for adoption number of years ago. And I'm like, no way. No. And he was like, You know, my wife would have all the details. He was like, but she's not home right now. You know, can you leave your number and your birthday? And I was like, sure, no problem. And he was like, so you know what that means, right? And I said, no. He was like, that means you're talking to your grandfather. It was probably the longest two hours of my life that she called me back. She was like, how did you find us? I just, I knew you always would. And I mean, without really doing anything, really knowing it could be Mm -hmm. me. And she was like, I just got off the phone with your mom. When can you guys meet?
1: And so was she still in the area? You lived close to her? So
0: so yeah, so Delaware is a very small state. From top to bottom, it's three hours. Right. And I was born at the top, and I grew up in the middle of Delaware. And I called my birth mom's house that she grew up in that my grandparents still live in. Amazing. Um. So my grandmother had called her and told her that she had just got off the phone with me. And she was like, what do you mean you just got off the phone with your do- with you know, with Kayla, my half sister. And she was like, No, I just got off the phone with your daughter. And she said she had to pull over because she was driving. Right. That very weekend, I got to hug her, you know, for the first time in 21 years. That's amazing.
1: So you kind of brought all of this full circle.
0: It it, it really, (laughs) it was. And I just, you know, when I hugged her, just this gratitude came over me because just six months previous did I, I knew what she went through. And I was just so thankful to her.
1: It's really, I mean, your story just shows, it's amazing, God's timing and everything. It all worked out when it was supposed to, and right when you needed it, and maybe right when she needed it, I don't know, but... It just, you know, it seems amazing that you could get those answers and, you know, you were blessed for that selfless the selfless things that you did for your daughter. I think I think it's wonderful. And one of the things that you told me before the interview is that you feel that being a mother doesn't mean you have to give birth yourself. So, what what does that mean to you?
0: Before I was really involved in the adoption community and I don't think you have any idea just how many people How many women have trouble starting a family? And I don't think you know that until you're involved with adoption or infertility groups or or things like that. Just so many women that I love and care for are unable to have biological children. Mm -hmm. But I know so many wonderful people who I've met and are friends with through social media that have adopted children and they are mothers. Just because you have an adopted child or you go through you know, IVF through egg donation or anything, just because they're not your biological children doesn't mean that you're not a mother.
1: I, th- I think that means a lot coming from, I mean, you have given birth, you, you know what that's like, but you also see the other side of it. And I, I think that's beautiful. So Jory, this is the final question that I always love to ask everyone. So you probably know what's coming. How have you seen and felt God as your partner in motherhood?
0: I've been a part of motherhood now for almost 10 years in different aspects and I have seen his hand in just the everyday aspects of my life, from placing my daughter for adoption to carrying and giving birth to twins and then to, to two um, boys, to having a unplanned home birth. I just, his hand has always been a part of my life and a part of motherhood. I just know that, you know, motherhood is the highest calling that we can have on earth and It is so sacred. And just to have these little spirits um, that we get to raise for a short time, that responsibility is huge. And all the more help that we can get is amazing. It really does take a village. And I Mm -hmm. think that village, you know, that starts with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ at the top, including him in those everyday things you know, with just being able to snuggle with my children on the couch and to read a book together, to watching them play all the sports that I love, knowing that Heavenly Father sent them at this time and to me to be their mom is huge, that he trusts me enough to take care of these little people that I feel so unqualified for. But I know that tomorrow is a new day and I get to start over with them and with being a mom and just trying to do better and to be better for them is amazing.
1: That's that's such a great message. It really is, you know, that he and it's kind of after several interviews that I've done on the podcast, I, I keep hearing that same message over there and over that he's in the details. He's there oh, for us. Definitely. He cares about the little things, he cares about the big things, you know. He cares about, you know, you going through placing your baby for adoption and he cares about your other child's skinned knee, you know, or, or them losing something or, you know, he cares about it all. And I just, I love the message of hope and faith that you are able to give about motherhood. So Jory, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I know that your story will help so many.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I just, I love sharing it and knowing that hopefully it could help someone else possibly in my shoes or just another mother and someone that is in the thick of having little ones, that Christ is there and all we have to do is turn to him.
1: Exactly right. Thank you so much. Thank you.